Update, brought to you by Simcox Advocates, advising businesses and families since 1949. Visit simcox.com or call 690-300. Manx Radio's Update with Andy Wint. First of all, good evening, it's half past five. This is Update for Wednesday, the final day of January 2024 from Manx Radio. 30 minutes looking at the latest news on the Isle of Man and background to that news and sport and business and sea watch and travel updates and the newsmakers in person this evening. Douglas rates going up 12% and just when you thought the nurses' pay was settled, it's not. Ramsey Commissioner wants rates reform. The parish of Maloo has a new captain and a Mexican rider at this year's TT. Man Benham for all your business and legal needs. First of all, at 29 minutes ahead of 6 o'clock, the update news headlines, Fastamai, Siobhan Fletcher. Fastamai, police are currently dealing with a road traffic collision in the vicinity of the Braid roundabout. The constabulary has confirmed the road is currently shut between the roundabout and St Mark's crossroads. It's whilst the vehicle is recovered from the scene there. With the dust barely settled after the recent pay deal between Manx Care and the Royal College of Nursing, the union is again surveying its members over a new offer for 2023-24. The latest consultation relates to an offer dating back to April last year. Manx Care has offered 6%. Meanwhile, the health body says there'll be no disruption to breast services on the Isle of Man despite the departure of two senior members of staff. Manx Care says arrangements for cover have been made to ensure screening, symptomatic clinics and provision of surgery services can continue. Further afield, a new law to end checks on goods moving between Great Britain and Northern Ireland will be put before the Commons tomorrow. It's part of a deal to restore power sharing in Northern Ireland after the DUP boycotted the Stormont Assembly for two years. Nicola Sturgeon's welled up at the Covid inquiry in the UK after revealing she wished she hadn't been in charge during the pandemic. Scotland's former First Minister admits her biggest regret during the crisis was not locking down earlier. And a man's been arrested after a video was shared on social media of someone allegedly driving more than 160 miles an hour on the M4. Wiltshire Police says the speed was completely unacceptable. There are your headlines, news at six. Secure tomorrow today with Man Benham's private client team. Manx Radio Weather with Manx Glass and Glazing. Jeremiah, thank you, Siobhan, from the Ronaldsway Met Office. Strong wind warning and then a gale warning in the North Irish Sea. States of sea, moderate or rough becoming slight or moderate overnight. Um, and the weather drying up as the strong to gale force southwesterly veers northwesterly and eases overnight uh, dry and down to 6 degrees for tomorrow the 1st of February Thursday dry with sunny intervals a moderate westerly daylight maximum 9 degrees increasing southwest wind towards the evening lowest through the night is 8 degrees Celsius and for Friday, Jehenya, cloudy and mild with intermittent patchy drizzle on a strong southwesterly. Top temperatures 11 degrees. Tides on the way out, low water 4 minutes past 9, high tide 5 past 3 a.m., sunrise 6 minutes past 8 tomorrow morning, and the morning low tide 16 minutes past 9. Manx Glass and Glazing are proud to be an approved contractor with Construction Isle of Man. Call the team on 674-573 or visit the showroom on the Snugborough Trading Estate. 
Douglas City Council's announced its rates are going up by 12%, the most of any authority on the Isle of Man. It met today to set the rate at 573 pence in the pound. Council leader Claire Wells says she's committed to providing essential services. The rates are never to be going to go up when we've got a lot of external factors that are put into it. We've got to think about all the increases that we don't have any control of with like um, waste charges, increasing our loan charges, all these type of things that come forward to us, electricity charges which have gone up quite significantly since last year. All of these things have to be brought in and we also have to make good any shortfall in the budget that we had last year. An example of that is our staff wages increase, which was we under-budgeted for last year. Um, and a lot of that is down to the fact that there is no kind of long-term agreement with the PSE for wages, which we'd really like to see, which would help us with our budgeting in the future. A lot of external factors come in, into consideration and then we have to look at our services, what we're providing, are we providing them in the right, in the right way? We look at any savings but we need to be cognizant of the fact that over the past sort of six to eight years we've been making a lot of reductions we and we've actually over reduced in some of our staff for our frontline services and we've had to make good some of those changes in this budget which I'm really really glad to see because I think it's important that we make sure our frontline services are protected the council are incredibly keen to make sure that our staff are well compensated for what they do and we're trying to bridge those gaps at the moment so that's another big contributing factor staffing costs are our biggest cost but they're also our biggest asset and we need to make sure that we um, treat them in the right way. So we have our direct debit service so you can spread the cost over the year if you wanted to. Anybody can come in and have a chat to us to see how we can accommodate you know what payments they can make and also um, anybody who is our housing stock they can always come and speak to the staff that are here and they'll help you any way that they can for assistance. Motor Vessel Mangsman has just entered uh, Douglas Inner Harbour and will be on the links band in the next 15 minutes or so. Well with the dust barely settled after a recent pay deal between Mangscare and the Royal College of Nursing Union, the union's again surveying its members over a new offer for 2023-24. The latest consultation relates to an offer dating back to April last year. Manxcare offered 6%. As Stephanie Dunn is the regional director for the Royal College of Nursing Union in the Northwest and says the union's not recommending acceptance or rejection, but just urges members to vote. Absolutely. One of the things that we are keen for this to be a process where, where the members decide whether they are satisfied with the offer or not. And um, so that's why we are going out to this consultation survey. Do you have any indication which way they may vote, you know, the mood among the nurses at this particular time? I really wouldn't want to hazard a guess. I think there is um, something about it's good to get uh, an offer on the table this early on in the fine as we you know we approach 24 25 pay uh, but for many of them there's also a concern about the, the fact that Manx Care is not paying the back pay to anyone who leaves despite working during the um, you know, negotiations Update brought to you by Simcox Advocates, advising businesses and families since 1949. Visit Simcox.com or call 690-300. A Ramsey commissioner says he wants to see the Isle of Man's rate system reformed alongside the creation of a northern board. This morning, the northern town announced it's going to be increasing its rates for 2024-25 by 6%. Rob Cowell told Man in Line why he thinks some people are unfairly carrying the financial burden. There'll be people 
who will say there's nothing wrong with the rating system. I pay £400 a year, leave me alone. There's other people who are paying two and a half, three thousand pounds in in the centre of Ramsey, and they just it's not a fair system. For example, so we pay six point one pence in the rate for our northern swimming pool. I know that other local authorities don't pay that rate so there's unfairness in the system so the legislation will say you may or you shall but it's not a case of you will and you have to you know so there are local authorities that are playing the game and expecting central government to pick up the bill and that's uh, will run out of favor i think it has run out of favor how do you reform it i think realistically you've got to look at the the model that sort of seems to be accepted as the way forward to the four plus one standard i'm a firm believer in that i think four plus one might be one too many it could be four but if it's four plus one four plus one it is i think ramsey should become the first of that of the northern plain you talk about fairness for me to run ramsey fairly in the future is to absorb the wider northern plain as a rate reform so you'll say ramsey becomes what they already determine as a service center a service hub and we would provide services to the northern parishes and the rate would be effectively split out across the northern parishes so I think each one would hold their own sub-committee effectively but I think the main body, I mean it's, it's a vision, it's a dream, but Ramsey Commissioners have 12 members, that's a lot of people, you know, it could be a northern board of 12, I think that's uh, a vision that I would like to move forward with TT 2024 is on the horizon could we see a Mexican TT rider at the TT? Well that's the hope of Jorge Quiones, the principal organiser of the Kine Road Race in Mexico, he along with the Spanish MGP competitor his translator for the day, Victor Lopez, spoke to Max Radio about the difference between the race in Mexico and our TT. Bueno, aquí es eh, muy rápido. Yeah, he said uh, it's different because the the, the, the mountain course is so fast and the kind road race is uh, more tricky, you know. It's not as fast as the, as the Isle of Man, but it's, it's, more, it's very tricky. I can, I can say that because I, I was there and it's slow, but um, very tricky with the bike. And he said um, they, uh, he feel the same passion for racing in that race and here. Pues, este, realmente agradezco pues, a Jim. Ayer estuve yeah, he said he he want to say thank you to Jim Hunter and and Gary Thompson uh, because uh, they teach him a lot of things. Uh, he said they, they they are clever clever guys because to or, to the organization of everything is is difficult so difficult. And uh, he want to bring uh, a Mexican rider to race here to see their flag in the grandstand. This is pretty special, eh? Because when I see so my my own flag, it's like it's special, you know. And yeah, he 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 want to to bring uh, Mexican riders because there there are many good riders there, and they want to come here. Sea Watch with the Isle of Man Steam Packet Company. Motor Vessel Maxman departed Hesham at a minute to one o'clock this afternoon, has been um, trudging across the RSC and is uh, in the Inner Harbour now, just going to stern onto the Lake Span. 
will be to departing this evening at 7.45, arriving in Hesham at half past 11, overnight departure 2.15, back to Douglas at 6 tomorrow morning. And the morning departure for tomorrow, the 1st of February, 8.45, Manxman heads to Hesham. Like the Steam Packet on Facebook for the latest sailing information. The new captain of the parish of Maloo says he's delighted to be taking the role. Farmer Peter Quayle will officially be sworn in by the Lieutenant Governor and has been speaking to Manx Radio's Simon Clark. Roy's amazing. He worked, I've worked with him for 50 years at the Mart and uh, he was one of the best to support me as I came and took over auctioneering from Noel Kringle. So um, I've always had the utmost respect for Roy and his family. So as you say, it's an honour to follow Roy Gelling. I think one of the things I wasn't too sure about this uh, was the, the involvement of Sir John Lorimer, the, the island's governor at the moment. Um, how much the governor of the Isle of Man is involved in these sort of processes? It is purely his decision to decide and he said there were some good nominations and he would uh, let us know in due course so I was delighted when he said that I had been to be appointed. What's it involved doing? I mean looking after everyone, keeping an eye on things what's the sort of role in in entail? A very old fashioned it's like an honorary title Uh, it used to be to gather up the militia if there was going to be any invasions and keep an eye on and and protect the parish. I think uh, requisition meetings there's an involvement in that and to maybe chair some of the requisition meetings or if anybody gets signatures together and they want a meeting about anything then I could organise that as well Um, because the airport is in the Maloo Parish I think if any royalty arrive it's supposed to meet them Tinwall Day that could be a job fitting in Tinwall Day because always do crunk hardy sports (laughs) (laughs) could be a tricky one yeah Manx Radio Business Briefing at 16 minutes before 6 the French telecoms firm Iliad said today Vodafone had rejected its revised offer to merge the two companies' Italian businesses. Iliad said in December it had submitted a proposal to merge the Italian businesses. The new offer would have given Vodafone 6.6 billion euros in cash and a 2 billion euro shareholder loan. Meantime, Iliad would have received 400 million euros in cash and a 2 billion euro loan. Iliad said it's confident the offer presented was the best possible business combination to benefit a struggling Italian market and telecommunications industry. And for a full daily market report, go to RamseyCrookall.com. Universal Music is pulling millions of its songs from TikTok. After a breakdown in talks over payments, it could mean the social media platform won't have access to songs by people like Taylor Swift, The Weeknd and Drake. Universal accused TikTok, of which is owned by the Chinese company ByteDance, of bullying and said it wanted to pay a fraction of the rate other social media sites pay for access to its music catalogue. TikTok said Universal was presenting a false narrative. Music companies earn royalties when their songs are played on streaming and social media platforms, although TikTok, which has more than a billion users, Universal say it only accounts for 1% of total revenue. The Stock Market Report, brought to you by Ramsey Crookall. UK and European stocks closed mixed as investors uh, digested corporate earnings. Uh, The dollar slipped against the euro and yen. Oil edged off on continued uh, bearish fundamentals following gains in the previous session amid the escalating conflict in the Middle East. And gold gained but was on track to snap its three-month winning streak. And here are the numbers now from Ramsey.
Ramsey Crook or the close in London. The FTSE 100 was uh, down half a percent at 7,630. The DAX in Frankfurt down half a percent at 16,893. A short time ago in New York City where the trading day continues. The Dow Jones Industrial is up five hundredths of a percent at 38,486. The Nasdaq Tech Stocks Index in New York down one and a half percent at 15,285. And the S&P 500 in Chicago down almost nine-tenths of a percent at 4,883. In the exchange markets, the British pound sterling trading at one US dollar, 27.2 cents, one euro, 17.2 cents, and 23 South African rand, 73.5 cents. In commodities, gold up almost uh, seven-tenths of a percent at $2,045 per troy ounce, and a barrel of Brent crude down just over 2% at $80.63. You've got an investment plan? Yeah, Mike set it up. But don't you need loads of money to do that? Not this one. It's called Shearwater from Ramsey Crookall, and you pay in monthly as little as £100. So it's like saving regularly, really helping us invest in the future for a house of the kids' education. £100 a month? I could easily do that. You should. The sooner you start, the better. Invest in your future with as little as £100 a month. Shearwater from Ramsey Crookall, the island's investment specialist for 75 years. Call 717171 or visit ramseycrookall.com. Licensed and regulated by the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority. The Treasury Minister's promised investing in a new Castle Russian High School won't divert funds away from other schools needing maintenance. Dr Alex Allens at MHK was quizzed in the House of Keys about the other funding applications the Education Department has made. In terms of SENA and looking at the strategic assets, certainly Castle Russian High School scores very highly in terms of the condition of the assets and that's why it has been prioritised both by the Department and by Treasury in terms of dealing with that. In terms of some of the other schools that the Honourable Member is talking about, particularly in terms of the Douglas area, he's quite right. A lot of them do require further investment and further maintenance, and that's one of the key aspects of the new capital programme. And by doing these condition surveys, we can give the the Department those tools then to prioritise spending on those. In terms of his specific comments about Henry Bloom Noble, I think there is an issue there in terms of capacity and we've seen a growth in various populations of various schools. I think there are, there are different ways of tackling this. One is by looking at the, the actual um, criteria for admission to the schools and the catchment areas, which I know the, the, the department has been doing. The other is by bringing in sometimes temporary school provision in terms of mobile classrooms, and certainly there's a bit of work being done on behalf of the d- department um, looking at Henry Bloom, Bloom Noble and seeing how we can increase the capacity of this fairly recently built school in response to a growth of the school population. This isn't a competition in terms of resources, this is prioritisation of where taxpayers' money is spent improving resources for the benefit of the pupils and the communities they serve. So the fact that the department has highlighted investment in Castle Russian does not mean that that investment will be diverted from other schools, particularly in the Douglas area, that may need investment, particularly as the Honourable Member has highlighted in terms of maintenance and improving the facilities there. Update brought to you by Simcox Advocates. 
Manx Radio Sport. Fast am I, Rob Pritchard. Fast am I. Good evening. Starting with motorsport and Kevin Rousseau has been announced as Sycar TT champion Ben Birchall's new passenger for the 2024 Isle of Man TT races. Frenchman Rousseau replaces Ben's brother Tom Birchall, who confirmed his immediate retirement from racing last month. Along with having one TT appearance so far alongside Tim Reeves, Rousseau also boasts experience at World Championship level with Reeves as well as Manx sidecar driver Harry Payne. What's more, Birchall and Rousseau have already paired up on the Snaefell Mountain course in the last year, carrying out several laps during sidecar tyre testing at the 2023 Manx Grand Prix in August last year. Speaking about joining forces with 14-time TT winner Ben, the French competitor is describing the move as a big challenge, but is really excited to get started. In netball, Isle of Man Netball has confirmed its squad to take part in the island's latest venture in the Europe netball competitions. The Isle of Man under-17 side are due to head to the Europe netball under-17 championship and challenge event, taking place from the 7th to the 10th of March in Gibraltar. 12 players form the team to contest the challenge section of the tournament and will compete against four other nations. Joining the Isle of Man in the challenge section will be the hosts Gibraltar, along with Northern Ireland, Switzerland and Israel. The Manx side's opening match will see them face Switzerland on Friday the 8th of March at 11am at Tercentenary Hall. You can see the confirmed Isle of Man team at manxradio.com. In athletics, Manxman Alan Corlett has set a new personal best whilst competing in County Durham. He finished 24th in this year's Northern Cross Country Championships, his highest ever finish in the event. Corlett was one of the scoring members of the Salford squad, which would go on to take Team Silver. And finally in football, tonight sees the first round of this year's Isle of Man Under-18s FA Cup continue with two ties at the bowl. First at 6.15pm, Laxey take on Russian United, before Under-18s league leaders Ramsey will be hoping to avoid an upset when they face Union Mills at 8pm. Manx Radio Travel, driven by Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Inbound at Ronaldsway, the 5.25 Logan Air from Manchester came in eight minutes late. Next, it's the 5.28 Logan Air from Liverpool, returning patient transfer, playing on time. And the 8 o'clock Logan Air from London City, at the moment scheduled on time. Outbound, 6 o'clock Logan Air to Liverpool is showing on time. And that's it. On the roads, the matrix signs are showing the uh, mountain road is clear. Temporary lights on Circular Road at Westmoreland Road in Douglas at uh, Westmoreland Road up a Church Street Junction for fire hydrant replacement. Temporary lights at the bottom of Summer Hill for gas repairs and in uh, Douglas also. Temporary lights on Victoria Road near Linden Grove for work on the road surface. Hillside Avenue is closed through to Circular Road for adjacent, adjacent office window replacement. A section of Switzerland Road's closed for construction work and temporary lights on Lord Street between the uh, bus station and Duke Street for that scaffolding work. In Colby, face closures on Ballakill Ferrick Road for water main work. Temporary lights in Onken on King Edward Road between Groudle and the A2 for trial pit work. In the Heritage Trail is closed off-road between Crosby and Glen Vine for duct insulation work. In Bride, uh, temporary lights on West Kimmeret Road for ditching work. In Peel, temporary lights on Ramsey Road near Battery Lane for cable work. North of Port Erin, Serby Mill Road's closed for drainage work. Temporary lights at the bottom of the Balamoda at Grenaby Road Junction for patching work. Closures on the Balalite Road south of Coat Michael for water main work. And the Kendrockard Road in Andres is closed in phases for water main work. Ask how you can spread the cost interest-free at Keyside. 
A new commissioner in Patrick says he'll be taking things step by step following his appointment. Gordon Clegg was elected to the board after the resignation of three commissioners last year following a report found decisions made around the handling of a complaint had amounted to maladministration. Mr Clegg believes retaining local authorities is vital. My main aim really is the survival of the commissioners. We need local authorities. We don't want to get to an all-island authority. I feel uh, the island is made up of a lot of small villages all around and these villages are part of the units of the Isle of Man and if we lost the local commissioners we ran in total by government. I feel a lot of the money we spend on the big towns and these villages would be neglected like so I want to see the survival of the commissioners really and look after our own problems. Well initially I had no intention of standing whatsoever. I think this came about December. I probably had a bad day on the farm. There was a commissioners meeting that night. There'd been bits of articles over Patrick commissioners and I decided I'd go up and just see how things were running and what was going on. I had a concern at the time that because three had resigned that they wouldn't have a quorum and wouldn't be able to run a full meeting. So I just went up to see what was happening and I just followed from there really. I'm a very community minded person. I like to see these small communities coming. No, I've not really a mind, a political mind. I've no intention to carry on politics. The chief minister is quite safe. I'm not looking for his job. <laughs> it was just a case of um, the commission surviving really and keep the communities right. But I would just like to see things run smoothly and, and keep the rates down. I mean, the last thing you want is in, in this day and age is keep costs as low as you can. Yes, everything's going up. Everything will have to go up as inevitable, but we're there to try and keep it as low as possible. I think I'm happy enough the fact that it is only a 14-month term until the full election. At least I've got, got that opportunity of opting out at the end of those 14 months if I feel it's not going how it should be going and if I'm not capable of doing what they want to be done. So if I'm happy with it and if other people are happy with it, then I can stand in 14 months and, and do the job properly. The Isle of Man in 30 minutes. Update on Manx Radio with Andy Wynn. Fast am I. If you're a social media user, remember to like Manx Radio on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel and if you use Twitter or LinkedIn, follow Manx Radio and your Twitter or LinkedIn feed will tell you the moment the update podcast is published and available to listen to. Government runs the risk of turning the Isle of Man into a Victorian theme park by trying to save all heritage buildings, so says Stu Peters, MHK, for middle and political member for the Department of Infrastructure. The DOI is currently seeking an engineer to help restore Tramway Terrace in Douglas, but Mr Peters says he'd rather have seen the register building knocked down and replaced with flats. It hadn't been used for a number of years, as I understand it, because nobody was really quite sure what to do with it. Um, and if you've got a building which is derelict and nobody knows what to do with it, the options are that you either rebuild it as is and you've still got a building that nobody knows what to use it for, or you replace it with something more usable. Not that it was ever my decision, but I think that replacing it with something more usable would have made more sense. You're a political member of the Infrastructure Department. Is not the Infrastructure Department's uh, remit to protect old buildings? Uh, well, it is if it's a building that's worth protecting. My understanding is that the uh, that, that particular building wasn't of any particular value. Uh, I mean, it was hardly a castle. It was a, a, an old shop with accommodation above it that, that had been unused for a number of years. We run the risk of turning the island into a Victorian theme park, and there are numerous buildings which are beyond their useful life. Another one is Nuisance on the Quay, as far as I'm concerned, um, in that the old building building which I, I went in a couple of times and, and it was completely unfit for purpose uh, and yet we're, we're not prepared to replace it with something more modern and more usable and I, I think that that's sad. There is a, a place for heritage absolutely but I think we've got to pick and choose the things that we want to preserve. Isn't the tourism's effort aimed at producing a Victorian theme park in the island? Oh, 
<laughs> I don't know, John. That's it for update tonight, compiled from the resources of Manx Radio's news department. Thanks to newsreader Siobhan Fletcher, producer Amy Griffiths. Uh, stick around. Howie Kane's on the way with our arts programme Spotlight Greatest Hits with Chris Kinley at 6.30. The Opera Hour with Ernie Thorne at 9. And I'm back tomorrow, 1st of February at 5.30 with another update. W-I-N-T